the floor. If you believe anything we say, or think of this podcast anything other than hyperbole, parody, and just plain stupidness, you're dumber than us. And that's hard to beat. Swimming in toxic masculinity and wiping their ass with politically correct wash rags. Two douchebags in a microphone invade your ear holes in three, two, one. No, I don't think they have. They have. Uh, hey, how you doing? You got anything you want to say? No. Uh, okay. All right, man. Cool. We, All right, we got called douchebags. <laughs> Which we probably should, because that's what our sign says. Yeah, yeah. Bring it. <laughs> I have some uh, interesting questions. I will try to come up with interesting answers. Okay. <laughs> Number one on the list. Why do doctors leave a room when you change? They're going to see you naked anyway. Wow, that's interesting. Is that a thought thing? Like, uh, oh, you can trust me. I'm going to leave yeah. a room while you... I think it's more of that. I think it's yeah. like, you don't sit there and watch them change. Watching someone undress is a little more intimate. Yeah, but you know? when you're when you're actually being operated on, you know? Think of it this way. If you went to a titty bar, would it be more exciting for the girls to come out already stripped and to walk around? Or would it be more exciting for them to come out and take stuff off in front That's of you? That's right. Yeah. So there's so it's, it's kind an arousal of a, thing to strip in it, front of somebody. It's kind of a sexual thing if yeah. they watch you, and it isn't if it's like, all right, well, I'll be back and we'll get this operation underway. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, you know, I still matter, like the question. Should, yeah, I do too. For that matter, I think you should just show up at the doctor's office nude. I do too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, look, uh, I'm, I'm in a hurry and I really want this operation to be over, so here I am. Yeah. So, yeah. I already shaved everywhere, so yeah, let's yeah. just Go ahead. get yeah. right to the cutting. Those electrodes really fucking hurt when you have a little hair going on, so uh, so here you go. <laughs> this next one's really good, too, because right. uh, I'm sure they have another system, but nobody knows what it is unless you're in that industry, I think. Where does a toe tag go if the uh, deceased has no toes. Interesting. Yeah. <coughs> what if he was a double amputee on his legs or something? <coughs> wow. Oh, that crazy bitch is mouthing off in the background. Yeah. Jeez. <coughs> well, I know that... <coughs> Swallowed a feather. Yeah. <coughs> Damn if it, you is that pigeon? I know that <coughs> the dog tags for soldiers have a little groove in them. And it's intended for that groove to be placed between the front teeth. Yeah, and then they smash it together. And then together, they, so, and yeah. they mash with the heel of the hand or close the jaw forcefully, and it mashes the dog tag up in there and it sticks. Yes. Um, so the Army, their armed forces have always been pretty uh, pragmatic about it. You know, it's a corpse, let's do what works. Well, this, but, yeah, because you know, for people this who are gonna, uh, will ensure that they can identify the body, even yeah. if it's been there for a while. Yeah. And, you know, with... with War casualties, you have limbs blown off, so you're not going to be able to put a tag you see, on the I'm, I'm warped enough to where I would still like a couple of general, living generals to, uh, tags and put them in there. <laughs> That'd be fun. Yeah. Watch him unravel that one. Yeah. Wait a minute. He's still alive or is he? I don't know. Is <laughs> Yep, yep. <laughs> Anyhow. 
Yeah, toe tags. Well, uh, man, a follow-up question would be when the body is turned over to, like, the funeral home or the family, what do they do with the toe tag? Do they store it? Do they file it? Do they take a picture That's of it? That's a very interesting... Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if a toe tag becomes a finger tag if there are no toes available. I think that's Google-worthy. Hang yeah. on. If it was a guy, you could just tie it to the end of his dick. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be a dick tag. <laughs> what we don't see, the bottom, they may leave it on. Yeah. That's why they have that blanket. Yeah. I'll bet you they leave it on. You know, there but, was a Galaxy, Samsung Galaxy phone came out recently, and uh, Samsung ran a, ran a promo. It said, send us the first picture you took with your new Galaxy phone. One guy wrote in and said, I can't, it's a dick pic. <laughs> Last thing Samsung wanted to hear, but pretty funny. <laughs> Probably pretty accurate. Yeah. <laughs> I can honestly say I've never taken a dick pic, and nor will I. <laughs> pretty much every device I have that can record something is internet enabled, and I don't want any of that getting out on the internet. <laughs> What happens to a toe tag when someone dies at the funeral home? Yeah, that probably went the best way. Did they die at the funeral home? I know. I worded it completely wrong. <laughs> Sorry, see, you're, I, you're, I'm, I'm waiting for this answer on this plumber thing, and everyone else is fucking messaging me. Yeah. You, know, I, you know what? Let's just, let's just forget it. Let's move on. Yeah, let's move on. All right. Um, okay. How, I love this one. If a person dies and suddenly springs back to life, do they get a refund on the coffin? Oh, you know, they should. Yeah. They well, didn't bury him in it. Here's what I think is, is if you don't, then you keep it around, like, and let's say that Aunt, Aunt Thelma fucking passes away. Oh, yeah. And they're, and they're, like, really, you know, low on funds. So you're like, hey, uh, I got this coffin in the garage. <laughs> a little dusty, yeah, but yeah, yeah, it still works. Remember when I died and came back to life? So technically, a dead guy was not in there because I came back to life. Well, that's true. You never actually did. Yeah, dead, so, so. You, know, you don't have to worry about her, like, being in a coffin that was already used. And it was never in the it ground. It was kind of rented, or... really, you know, but yeah, I couldn't get a true. refund on it because, you know, I guess you can't. Yeah, I don't see them making all that. No. They'll, I... they'll tell you, well, you'll use it eventually. Yeah, <laughs> yes. So... Uh, yeah, um, I, I think I, a refund's in order. I definitely. think so too, but yeah. I'll bet you they don't. They'll yeah. say, you know, and, uh, feel like concert tickets. That's unethical. Someone back. has already been in it, and we can't oh, yeah. sell it for new. I could see them doing that. I did see a Craigslist ad the other day that a woman was selling a pair of edible, <clears throat> excuse, edible panties, and she said they were in great condition, only worn once. <laughs> Who the hell wants to work, okay. wear, or eat here's, pre-worn? Here, here's what I think it is. That's for guys with a fetish or girls. Yeah. 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 That's like a secret icky. A little like, hair uh, discharge on I'm going to act so. like I'm selling something, but these fucking pervs will buy it to, like, sniff it or eat it or whatever yeah. they do. Frank Zappa wrote a song about that. It was called Jazz Discharge Party Hats. <laughs> <laughs> I love Zappa. He was so good. Because he said members of the crew would start wearing the groupies' panties on their head like party hats. Uh-huh. And, uh, of course, they had discharge in them, so that's where the discharge mm. came the title. And this jazz came from, he did it all in the jazz style. 
It was a very upbeat little jazzy tune about members of the crew, you know, sniffing the fudge and sniffing the glue. <laughs> he kept saying, well, I'm not going to name names, but... Panties. <laughs> Here, here's a real thing. This is a real thing question. Okay. Because actually, technically, you can see the answer being either technically. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is it rude for a deaf person to talk with a mouthful of food? Now think I, about it. They're well, using their hands. Oh wow! Yeah, they're chewing, and they are talking. But I guess you don't see like the food like kind of spitting out when they're talking. Yeah. So I'm gonna say, if they're signing, it's okay to do that with a mouthful of food. I think so too. And I think if a person is speaking with a mouthful of food, if the person you're speaking to is blind and can't see it, I think that's okay. Yeah, because they don't. It's know the visual it's, thing. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. I think that anyone could sign. I I don't even care if it's not a deaf person, mm-hmm. but they're talking to a deaf person. Yeah. If you can chew with your mouth shut like a normal human mm-hmm. being, you can sign away. Now, it probably would be rude to sign while you're holding food. That would be like the yeah, version yeah, of that talking would be, with your yeah. mouth full. Yeah. I agree with that. That would be like a respect thing. Like, here, here you got this fucking quarter pounder in your hand, and you're, and you're mm-hmm. kind of like moving that hand around, mm-hmm. or you're describing something with your other hand. Yeah, then that would be talking with your yeah, yeah proverbial mouth open. Another interesting thing about... Or, or full of food, sorry. About social niceties among the deaf. Imagine a, a school for the deaf, like we have one here in Olathe. <clears throat> and you know, everyone is deaf, and somebody rips a big loud-ass fart. Nobody can hear it. That's right. Is it like a personal joke, or do they automatically start signing like, Ha-ha, I farted. <laughs> well, this came up recently where a teacher who worked at a, a school for the deaf but who could hear and there were several other students that had some hearing and one of the deaf students ripped a big loud fart and uh, only a few of the people turned their heads and looked because nobody else in the room nobody heard else it. could hear it yeah so the teacher said we stopped class and had a lively 45 minute debate about deaf people farting loudly <laughs> wow <laughs> I would have loved to, you know, see what, you know, I'd read a transcript of, of what went on in that debate because, you know, the deaf people were like, nobody, none of us can hear it. What do we care what it sounds like? Yeah. And, you know, why do we, why are we going to go out of our way for, you know, people who can hear it? It's like, we don't give a crap about bees seeing an ultraviolet. We don't shield them from ultraviolet sources. It's like, nah, you're on your own. Uh, yeah. So if I can't hear somebody's fart, I don't care if they're farting loudly. Yeah. <laughs> but the, the people who could hear, it's like, it's still rude. And they're like, not to us. <laughs> what an interesting conversation that would have been. Well, I've got a, I've got another one for, for you, and I was going to say this last time on, on this subject. Um, I was going to say it a little bit ago, but I, mm-hmm. I, like always, I get distracted on something else. And I run away, so. <laughs> so, Okay. I've, uh, I had a deaf person living next to me growing up, mm-hmm. and they get mad when you do certain signing that indicates you're yelling at them. Oh. Yeah. So, like, there's, like, a little thing that you can do with your hands that means I'm, I'm yelling. Uh-huh. And they get really offended. 
Interesting. Yeah. So raising your voice has a totally different meaning in the deaf community. Yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, they're like... It's pr pretty much expected among the hearing community. You know, you yeah. yell, you raise your voice whenever you want to make a point, or yeah. some people just talk really loud no, anyway. It, it, his name was Craig, and he used to get offended because his brother would yell at him. <laughs> and and, and he'd, he'd do some sign really disturbed, like, you know, stop it. Mm -hmm. Stop yelling, yelling at me. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, it is interesting, and I didn't know that I didn't know that you could yell yeah. in sign, but you. But can. you know, it makes perfect sense. You know, the only difference is they can't hear, so they find other ways to express because they're feeling everything. Yeah, but if you indicate feels. you're yelling at them, then yeah. all of a sudden it's a different ballgame. It's so like, it's hang on, yeah, uh, I didn't give you permission to yell at me. So. And it's also different because with, with 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 us, we tend to raise our voices without realizing it. Yeah. But if you're signing, you have to make the intentional choice to sign that way to indicate that you're yelling. Yes. So, yeah, that would mean you really know what you're doing and you really intend to be yelling. And that's mm -hmm. the rude part. Yeah. Because I can, you know, there's times I'll tell people, yeah, oh, you're yelling, you're being really loud. And they're like, oh, I didn't realize I was being so loud. <laughs> can slip away. No, it can. I've done yeah. it too. I mean, you know, um, a lot of times what I say is a complaint. It's just being Mediterranean. That's the way we talk. Mm -hmm. You know, so anyhow, what does, the next one, what does it stop, uh, oh, when does it stop being partly cloudy and become partly sunny? Oh, yeah. What is the dividing line? Because there's also mostly cloudy or mostly sunny. Yeah. So partly cloudy could be mostly sunny and vice versa, but partly cloudy, part, you know what would make sense is if it's been cloudy and it's starting to clear up, that's when you say partly sunny, then sunny. Yeah. And then when you go the other way, you know, it's been sunny and then it becomes partly cloudy and then cloudy. So I think if it's moving in that direction, that's, that's how I would say it. If it's becoming cloudy, you say partly cloudy. If it's becoming sunny, then it's partly sunny. Okay, that makes sense. Which I didn't is, even think about it like that, but that makes a lot yeah. of sense. Which, since it makes sense, of course, no one will do it that way. No, no, no. <laughs> They're not even going to view it like that. No. I'll call up Gary Lezak. He's retired now, but he's still got some info. Some yeah, yeah, can, yeah. I can get him to talk to his his uh, weather buddies and see if we can get him to, to uh, institutionalize or standardize this. When does it burn cloudy? <laughs> Of course, then you got partly cloudy with a chance of meatballs, which is a movie yes, title. Yes, and then, I, I, you know, yeah. you might run into copyright issues. Or Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. And also those annoying meatballs, they leave marks on you. Yeah, yeah, they can hit hard. Yeah, especially if they've been sauced. Mm. If they've not been sauced, you just get a little grease spot. Yeah. But if they've been sauced, and that's a whole other level. It stings. You know? yeah, yeah, it, it stings. Yeah. And hit you in the eye. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That meatball hit me on the nipple. <laughs> this next one is another thinker. All right. If you hit me in the nipple, I caught that one. <laughs> you know, whenever I edit these things, there's shit you say that I don't catch, and I'm like, oh, fuck. Because I'm too busy thinking about what I'm going to say next. I don't actually I absorb them in there, something. Here and there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got my nipple. Fuck. <laughs> I got some purple nipple. Oh, damn it. I got tomato sauce all over my nipple and a grease spot. This is bullshit. Who the fuck's doing this? I don't like this at all. <laughs> 
I'm All a right. vegan and you're hitting with meatballs. That's oh. a hate crime. <laughs> That's yes. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Should pull out a rape whistle. Maybe <laughs> daily. He hit me with meat. Right in the man bun. <laughs> I think we should all be entitled to torch man buns. Yeah. Yeah. If you see the atrocity, just go over there and have like a little thing of spray alcohol yeah. and a lighter. You just, you're allowed to just go, yeah. send it, get it out of there. I think man buns qualify as pornography. It does. You shouldn't I mean, be yeah. subjected to It's that. very hurtful to people that have to actually see it. Yeah. 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 I mean, you got to protect yourself. Mm-hmm. You see that coming at you, you don't know what to do. It's yeah. like, oh my God, look at that fucking thing. Oh. Spaghetti on their head. Ugh. It's full of bed bugs and pubic Ugh. lice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It needs to be eradicated. Yeah. Yeah, it can be viewed as a pest. A, 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 a public health issue. Yeah. Um, what is it? A Terminex? They yeah. ought to have man bun. Um, a man bun area, you know, like oh, a yeah. division mm-hmm. that just solely deals with man buns. Come out and fumigate this man yeah. bun. And... Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Our uh, resident homeless woman is singing in the background. She's yeah. the one who compulsively straightens chairs. If you hear yes, chairs yeah. can always being scraped around, that's her. She's here pretty much every day. Now it's, she's singing. Let's try to catch her. Can't really understand what she's saying. Yeah, she probably doesn't even know what she's singing. Yeah. She's probably just making shit up. <laughs> My be. shoe orange. My shoe orange <laughs> cup holder upside down. Tinkle tinkle. <laughs> <laughs> well, I should I should uh, talk sometime about uh, a recovered memory in a very old Alzheimer's patient that was really interesting. I'll get we to can, that. We can go in into it. Yeah, let's make sure we go that into down. that. That sounds interesting. This next one I really like. This is a very thinkable question. If you're asked to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing nothing but the truth, and you say no, then what? Oh. Yeah, what if you're like, nah, I don't agree to that? I'll bet you they would hold you in contempt of court. I bet you they would too. I bet you they would. But it would be funny and be like, yeah, would be hilarious. No, I'm not agreeing to that. No, I want to lie to you. I guess there's a way around it. If you say, no, I'm not going to because I don't intend to testify, you can't force me to testify. So, no, I'm not going to be telling the truth. That would be the way around it. I'm I'm just going to be taking the Fifth Amendment and not testifying. They wouldn't have any recourse then. It'd be like, uh, okay, well, what now? (laughs) I don't know. I get it. And something that uh, I wanted to mention, I've, I've been in actual courtrooms a couple uh, of times. Yeah. Um, misdemeanor courtrooms. Um, misdemeanor kind of violations. Mm-hmm. Uh, on TV, they will show a courtroom and somebody's cell phone goes off and they get a dirty look from the judge. Yeah. And the, the you know, bailiff's like, you need to turn your cell phone off. And they'll like, talk for a little bit more and then they'll hang up. And then like 10 minutes later, it rings again. Oh, this is your second warning. I'm not telling you again. Total bullshit. Absolute total bullshit. When court convenes, they say everybody. 
cell phones off and out of sight. If I hear or see a cell phone, it will be confiscated and you'll be rejected from the courtroom and charged with contempt of court. Oh, wow. No warnings, no grace given, nothing. Well, that's why you do now it. and put them away. Well, the people are in there are supposed to be paying attention. Uh-huh. So, yeah, absolutely. And even the people just, you know, observing in the in the you know, the regular seats. You well, can't be filming anybody. You can't be recording anything. The jury could uh-huh. be yeah, yeah, yeah. And you could be recording <clears throat> something. That's right. And I saw the last time I went to court, uh, it was somebody who would who would attack me on the route and uh, uh, they failed to show up. So, you know, I sat there for three hours or so while the whole court session went. He never showed up, so I talked to the prosecutor, and he's like, okay, we'll issue a bench warrant, and off we go from there. But during that three hours, during the first hour and a half or so, I saw four different people who ignored the uh, warning. Every single one of them, cell phone taken away, taken out of the courtroom immediately. And this one woman was spouting all sorts of excuses. Well, I just did, I was just taking one call. I was just like, I was just moving it from my purse to my pocket. Oh no, I was just checking on my babysitter. And her excuse changed. Like every every three seconds, her excuse changed, as, and you know, the bailiff just dragged her ass out. Wow, and good. Said, nope. And whatever good. she was in there, you know, whatever court thing she was there for, uh-huh. she was missing it now because she was serving her contempt of court. And Good. that's going to count as her missing her court date, and it will go against her. Because you couldn't follow the incredibly simple and clear instructions, turn it off and put it away. Don't want to hear it, don't want to see it. I, um, I, I was able to comply. With that more. Yeah. I had absolutely no trouble complying with that. Well, I turned no, it off, stuck in my pocket, that and that they can, they can just bend yeah. the rules to suit them. Yeah. Happens all the time. All the time. I saw a guy who came in late. You know, he came swaggering in. He looked like, you know, he was okay looking and tall. And he gave the impression of, you know, he was a tough guy and a bad boy. And he knew he looked good so he could pretty much do what he wants. So he comes swaggering in. He he sat down looking kind of smug and self-assured. And and then he whips his cell phone out and then kind of bends down and hides behind the seat. And he's, you know, know, going at it with his thumbs. The bailiff recognized his posture. He's like, I know that guy's on a cell phone. So he just walked right up to him, grabbed his arm, and stood him up. And the guy's like, what? Well, I didn't do nothing. <laughs> you can tell from the look on his face, but but I'm good looking. I get away with shit. You can't do this to me. <laughs> and I watched them march his, his entitled blonde-haired, so blue-eyed ass right out of there. That, that's great because here's here's what's cool is is um, he um, he thought he could you know bluff his way out of it. He thought he, he could thought, charm his way out yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah, and it didn't. No, it backfired. Mm. I love that. Yeah, and one of the and the women thought that too. They you know, they thought, well, I'm pretty and my hair's nice and I yes. can get. Well, it was just for a second, or I just had to check one thing, or no, I was just turning it off. It was like, you know, half hour into court. I was turning, and you should have turned it off before. Why did this remind me of this? You told me that Erin Andrews got fucking popped with a football when she was uh, oh, on yeah. the sideline. Oh, yeah. Speaking of good looking and thinking nothing's going to happen. Well, yeah. she did have stuff happen to her, and yeah, that was bad. That, that peeper. Yeah, that peeped on her at a Hyatt or whatever, or Hilton mm. or 
or some shit and all that. That was bad. Herb but, Street probably sent her some dick pics. Or was that oh, Salisbury? Sean Salisbury. I think that's Salisbury. Yeah, Sean, yeah, Herb Street's the good guy. He, Sean Salisbury was the one who was sending dick pics to everybody the moment he got on with ESPN. Yeah, he it, sent it, dick it was pics so bad they had to get rid of All the female employees. Yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> what a creep. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, we were watching the pregame, and Aaron Andrews was on the sideline during warm-ups talking, and then they cut away for a video segment of her, I think, in Mahomes. And then when they cut back, she said... Uh, Okay, well, I just got nailed in the back of the head with a pass, so. <laughs> awesome. I thought that was pretty a pretty real okay, moment. Okay, you see, I completely missed that, and it just yeah. reminded me of it, so anyhow. Yeah. Okay, how does a real estate company sell its home office without creating confusion? Think about oh, that. Oh, wow. Yeah. So yeah. you got a you got a real estate sign out front. They're like, oh, okay, it's an office. <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny if you know it's a Reese and Nichols office and the sign out they front have says Remax or Remax? <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. That would be funny as hell. Yeah, I guess they would list their lawyer listing themselves, act as their own agent, charge themselves a commission. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's like a town with only two barbers, and they have to cut each other's hair. Yeah. So you go in, and you find the barber with the with the worst haircut, and you let him cut your hair, because the other barber did it. <laughs> That's right. That is funny. It's like, fuck. Yep. What's wrong? Oh, I got to go over and cut Sam's hair. Oh, shit. Yeah, we got we got it. We're the only two barbers in town, man. I hate that bastard. You give him He's, this ugly, ugly bowl haircut. And they're yeah. like, "Ooh, whoever cut your hair, I want the other guy." <laughs> he makes fun of us all the time. He fucking has parties there. He doesn't allow us in. <laughs> Fuck that guy. He's not like Floyd the barber from Andy Griffith. No, no, no. Floyd was cool. Yeah. Floyd Floyd was very effeminate. He was. I should say. He, if there's a gay character on uh, uh, Andy Griffith, it would be Floyd. And that's... Is, uh, go ahead. Oh, go, no, go ahead. I was going to say, that's as close as they could get to an openly gay character was Floyd the Barber. Yeah. Who was kind of effeminate and easily overwhelmed. And, I mean, it's not at all what they considered uh, a manly character in 1962 when the show was on. And also the other key was he was a bachelor at large. Yes. I think is what they called him. Yeah. A, ba- a bachelor at large. The other key phrase was confirmed bachelor. Confirmed bachelor. That was their I think code. confirmed bachelor definitely meant gay. And yeah. Bachelor at large meant, well, we don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, and you'll see shows from the 50s and 60s with confirmed bachelors who live together. Well, those were gay couples, but they couldn't openly identify them no, on screen. No, they had to describe them differently. Yeah, but they were there all along. I mean, was, that was, what, 80 years ago? They were on TV already, gay couples, confirmed bachelors. They were in disguise, but they were there. Yep, they were there. <laughs> I agree. And really, people, get over it. You know, whoever someone loves, as long as it's human-loving human and it's consensual and everyone's the proper age, I've never don't understood why it. people gave a shit about other people's love life and sex life. Yeah, I've heard people say, "Ew, I just ew, it grosses me out to think what they do." Well, then don't think about it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, there are tons of hetero couples, and I don't want to think about what they do. You know, I just don't care. It, it, it's like, man. I, 
I can't stand gay porn. Well, turn it off! <laughs> <laughs> or the idea that all gay people were indoctrinating everyone around us. Like, no, you're thinking about evangelists. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gay people are like, you do you, I'll do me, and you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Every, every one of them that I've ever been friends with and still are friends with, mm-hmm. um, they, they don't come up and go, ooh, you're heterosexual. Oh, my God, I can't stand thinking about it. No, no. They're I'll just get, like, Sometimes okay. they joke about it in a really yeah. funny way. Yeah, but, they do, yeah. 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 But, I mean, it's like no issue to them at all. They're just like, oh, okay. I mean, the... the and the thing is, is I mentioned this before, mm-hmm. but the guys in school that were like, oh, "Fag better not be looking at my," and I'm saying that, you know, mm-hmm. what how they would say, and I yeah, don't mean you're it quoting. Wrong. You're yes, not. Yes, I'm quoting. I'm not saying this because I would never say that about my friends yeah. or anyone else. I mm-hmm. don't have a right to. I'll just say F. How's that? Yeah. Okay. Um, that F um, better not be looking at my ass. Yeah. And I'm thinking, you greaseball. He would never be looking at just your ass. He has better taste. Just presuming that he'll find you attractive, and yeah, yeah, that's re- yeah, yeah, yep. <laughs> every every insecure hetero guy thinks that every gay man is out to nail him. Yeah, no. Yeah, if you're if you're, in, if you're insecure, you think that. Yeah, yeah. Because what if he hits on you? What does that mean? Are you all all of a sudden going to switch sides? I'm I, not. You're not. I've had gay guys hit on me, flirt with me. Oh, me too. Openly proposition me, and none of it offended me or grossed me out. It was just like, someone finds me attractive, you know? Yeah. No, I always <laughs> took it as a compliment. It's like, wow, I must yeah. clean up pretty well then. Yeah. 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 I mean, the closest I ever came to thinking of a, a, a gay person that I knew as being obnoxious was a friend of a, a former co-worker of mine who had a habit at parties of getting drunk and hitting on all the street guys relentlessly. Yeah, and that could I've get known, kind of obnoxious. I've known someone like that, yeah. too. And, and it was because he wouldn't take no for an answer. Yes. You know, if he comes up and hits on me and then moves on, I don't care. Yeah. But if he keeps, you know, if he won't take no for an answer, that's when he gets obnoxious. And that's the closest I've come to finding any, any obnoxious gay person in my own personal experience. Not that I've known large numbers of gay people, no, or at least neither, openly but the ones gay. I've been associated but, with. But growing up, we did have that guy that was always... Yeah. Uh, but, he was a lurker, too. So yeah. I don't know if he was exactly gay or just trying to fuck anything. And I guess the point I'm making is I have never seen in real life a gay person who has acted like the stereotypes. Yeah, I agree. Never I seen. I agree, yep. You know, yeah, sometimes know. you know I'll see people act that way intentionally as a joke. Yes, but no, not not just in a consistent manner. The stereotypes are ridiculous. They're like caricatures. Yeah, and as a matter of fact, they have a name for them, Nancys. Uh huh. Yeah, that are like real, real overly. You know, they kind of make fun of them too. Yeah, I think and it's a Nancy. There's oh, he's such a Nancy. There's a term my friend Paul used. Um, he, he was referring to a guy as acting too close to the gay stereotype that uh, reactionary straight guys think of. Yeah. And he referred to the guy, you know, I'm going to use the offensive term again, but he, he said he, was, he acted like a real Nelly fag. Yes. And my eyebrows went up and he said, yeah, we call each other that. 
No, no, no. All of all the one. Well, not all of them, but a good portion of them do that as a joke. Yeah. You know, um, and they don't like really. It, you know, it's just like an inside joke. Uh-huh. You know. Yeah. So, I yeah. guess you know it in a. I I don't know because I'm not anywhere close to living their experience, but I would imagine it's on the same plane as black people using the n-word amongst themselves yeah you know what i bet gay men can use the f-word amongst themselves but outsiders don't yeah that's right and you know that's just my guess because i i'll bet you admittedly i'm a complete outsider for both cultures because i don't know well and i could see how that would be an issue yeah yeah. you know come up and go hey what's up f Mm-hmm. And yeah, you may have meant it funny, but it doesn't yeah. sound funny yeah. coming from a straight person. Now, and if I've, it's I've, one gay guy to another, it's kind of like, oh, I get it. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I remember times at work, somebody would drop the, you know, the f word, mm-hmm. and uh, and I could see him tense up because like that's just ugly, and people do it without even thinking. You're right. And it's. It's it's as hurtful, I think, as flying the n bomb out. Um, I think but you're so. You're less likely to get called on it because um, it's not a it's not typically a visible minority. You don't see. You can't look at a person and say, "I see that you are homosexual." Yeah, you know, I that's agree. Not available. I agree. Yeah. So you, if if people are flying that f word out. Guaranteed, you said it in front of somebody who was gay, and they didn't like it, and they wished they could do something about it, but they were yeah. afraid of coming, or they just didn't choose to come out to you. It's not, yeah. you know, someone could choose to come out to eighty percent of the population and not the other twenty percent, and that's their choice. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe they didn't want to come out at that moment to call you on using that word, but it still hurt them and offended. Them. Yeah, and I, yeah. So, um, next one. Off we go on the tangent. Yes. Can you daydream at night? Oh, wow. Because, yeah, night dream doesn't sound right. I, yeah, you can't call it night daydreaming if it's at night. No, that's why I look at it. it. Fantasizing. Fantasizing. <laughs> Letting your mind wander. <laughs> Good enough. Yeah. Um, this next one I really love. All right. Do they have the word dictionary in the dictionary? I would think they would have to. I would think so, too, because it is a word, mm-hmm. and it does describe something. I wonder what the definition is. The thing you're looking at, dummy. That's what, that's what I put there. <laughs> you're in it, idiot. <laughs> you're reading it right now, dumbass. Well, that reminds me of a really interesting paradox. I'll make this quick. Okay. Um, currently, if you go to a library, you can look up the books and things on the computer. Mm-hmm. Before that they had file cards. Mm-hmm. And if you've ever seen the movie, the original Ghostbuster, uh-huh. there's a scene in the library where the there were the card file drawer slides out and all the cards go, you know, flying out. That was the method you used to look up where a book was. Before that, they actually had a large book that listed all the other books in the library. That was their organizing method. That's, uh, okay. Now the question comes up is the book that lists all the books in the library, do you list that book itself? Some of them didn't. They didn't consider that to be a book in the library. It was a catalog. 
I think they should list yeah. it because it is a book. In the so someone would list it. Doesn't matter what the content is. Yeah. So then someone set out. Well, I'm going to create a list of all those books that don't list themselves. So that way they'll be listed. That's good. So he created that list and he put it in the form of a book. And then he decided, wait a minute, do I list my own book as one of those books? Because if I did, then it doesn't qualify because it's one that's listed in itself. But if oh, I wow. leave it out, then it qualifies as one that doesn't list itself, and I should put it in the list. Never thought about that. So there's no way to resolve that. It's always going to be either included where it shouldn't or should have been included. There's no way for that book. I'm going to say if that's me, I include it even if I shouldn't. That yeah. way people are aware of it. Yeah. You know, I mean, I don't know what else to do. I, I mean, But that's an interesting way to illustrate a paradox is... If that you, is. If you list it, then and, it doesn't belong. And, and if you don't also, list it, then it does belong. Yeah. But whatever you do disqualifies and it. And if you read it's listed, then you already know it's no, there. No. So. <laughs> if you do nothing, it's wrong. If I you lo- do anything, it's wrong. <laughs> There's no way to make it right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I don't know. I'm leaving that one alone. I don't have any... I think the only thing you can do is change it from a book to a magazine, and then it doesn't matter anymore. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) That's it right there. Uh, This next one I really like. All right. Is it legal to travel down a road backwards if you're traveling the correct way and speed? Um, I think someone has actually done this. Oh, they have? Um... No, not not literally, but what they did is they designed a car that looks like it's going backwards. Oh, okay. And he got out on the highway and started driving it, and to everyone around, it looks like he's backing his car up down the highway at 60 miles an hour. <laughs> but it's actually driving perfectly normally. But oh the police pulled him over and issued him a ticket for causing a public disturbance. Because okay. he was too distracting to the other drivers. That makes sense. And that's when they can pull on you when nothing else call counts, nothing else works. They can say, oh, well, you're distracting the other drivers, so we're arresting you anyway. <laughs> that's their kind of catch-all. <laughs> but I think it would be, I think it's legal. If you're alone on the highway, then they can't say you're causing a disturbance. But if there are any people around, I think they're going to find a way to bust you. I think you're Just right. Just because they don't like it. Yeah, because it does... You know, freak people out. It uh-huh. could cause an accident. If you're a stunt driver, it's perfectly safe. Yeah, you know how to yeah, do it. Yeah, but it, <laughs> true. That All was right. fun. I like this. I, I do too. Why is vanilla ice cream white and vanilla extract brown? Whoa, good question. It is. Good question. Do they bleach it or something just so it looks white and vanilla? I think they do. Because uh, I used to work at a Baskin Robbins, and the French vanilla was actually a little, a lot more yellow than the regular vanilla. Yeah, it and always it had a stronger has been. vanilla yeah. flavor. And I think it's made more of an egg custard too. So this. Yeah, yolks, even but, the coffee creamer is yeah. an off color instead of white. Well, vanilla extract. What they they do is they take the vanilla beans and put them in uh, alcohol, just regular drinking alcohol. And they let them steep and steep and steep, and uh, the alcohol absorbs all the good flavors and the brown color. Because the stuff inside the beans is kind of a brown paste. No, that's right. Yeah. But 
they you're right they do really sanitize and bleach it and here we go again whitewash it whitewash for public it, yep. consumption yep. white vanilla pure oh, good we, american we can't, we can't have brown ice cream no no, no it's no. like those dirty colored people who are stealing our dads <laughs> <laughs> that was probably the prevailing attitude that was probably was yeah <laughs> fucking good idiots Lord. Yeah, I love the sign. There, there was a, a person who looked Hispanic holding up a sign and said, uh, we're here to take your jobs, but you don't have any. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. I'm not even sure what it means, but it's just funny. <laughs> let, me, let me put it like this. If you're afraid of a Hispanic taking your job, you're not doing your job right. Yeah, yeah. Go do one of those jobs that they're here to, to take. Yeah, you know? yeah. Go work the fields and migrate. Go go stand out in front of Home Depot and take any contracting job. Exactly. You don't want to do those no, jobs. No, you don't want to do those jobs. No. That, and they will. Uh-huh. So, anyhow. And, and the whole assumption of where that came from was probably from the government to divide us like everything. Yeah. So... Um, Plus, the government can't tax the undocumented workers. Exactly. And they that's hate the that. That's the biggest issue right there. Yeah, they, yeah. That That's the biggest thing that gets the government involved in immigration is it costs them money. That's what they hate. It's yeah. nothing about maintaining a culture or And then a lot of money goes back to uh, back south, whatever country yeah. they are. They mail it back there to help their families, and they don't like that either. They, they want the money staying here. Every Saturday at the post office, especially when I worked at the Rosedale branch, um, the post office would do an enormous volume in money orders. And I, the clerks told me about 80% was going to Mexico. Mm-hmm. There's people coming in, they cash their paycheck the night before, uh-huh. they come in Saturday and they buy an international money order and send it home to their families. And they were saying about 80% of these money orders were going to Mexico. And that's just... I can believe Tons that. Tons of money leaving the country, and that's not the problem. The problem is it's leaving the, the country untaxed. Exactly. And that's what the government's pissed about. That's what the problem about. is right yeah. there. Yep. They're like, we're perfectly happy with you sending this money to Mexico, but we want our cut of it because we're the federal government. And that way when it comes back to the United States eventually, you know, they get a cut of the tax money then too. You know? yeah. Anytime it changes hands, the government wants their, sh- their share of your money. You're right. And that's that's what drives immigration is there's too much money to be made. We can't let people just you know, just come in and not pay taxes. <laughs> yep. Uh, and yeah, we can get on and on with that. Oh well, okay, yep. Yeah. Uh, do Siamese twins pay one or two tickets at the movie theater? Ooh. And how do they file it? It is actually two legal people watching it. That's true. But I yeah. guess if you can sit in one seat, you know, I bet you they charge them double because it's two brains too. watching the movie screen, yeah, two yeah, sets yeah. of eyes. Yeah, Yeah, we don't care how many asses are in seats. It's two of you watching it. So uh, I'll bet they pay for two seats or double the fare on a fare. Now, the on tax question is too. actually more pertinent right there. Yeah, how do they, how do, they do that? Yeah. Well, if they're each issued a Social Security number, that settles it. They each have to file. They each have to file. Yeah. And I'm sure they would. Yeah. But, you know, one could claim the other is a dependent. Oh, they probably have a deal like that. Well, bet you they have a deal like that where I'm like, hey, uh, okay, this year I'm I'm, uh, filing on you, Mm -hmm. and then next year you file on me. Yeah. Yeah, boy. There's there's probably a, a whole section of tax code 
devoted to conjoined twins and how they have to file and what you they're know, not allowed to claim. You know there is. If nothing else, God. it gives someone another job in, in government. Yeah. And they, yeah. You know, we're, they're all about that. Yeah. So Take six months and $10,000 and write up a summary of tax law on conjoined twins. <laughs> <laughs> no one's going to read it. No, but, but we're going to go ahead and write it up. we got to use this money in the budget or we won't get it next year. Exactly. Yeah. Um, how fast do hotcakes sell? Oh, that's right, because everything sells uh, as fast as hotcakes or yeah, faster than so hotcakes. I don't know. I've never seen hotcakes sell like that. I mean, I, no. you know, I, like those Chris cakes, right? Mm. Come over and, like, there's people there buying a couple of them. Then you come back uh, five yeah. hours later and they're still buying them. So it couldn't sell that fast. They would have been go, out. Go to, like, an IHOP. They're not exactly rushing people in and out. They're going at no, a fairly like, leisurely hey, pace. We're selling hotcakes here, so everybody, hurry. <laughs> yeah. You never see that. Oh, so. it's been three seconds. They must be sold out. Oh, shit, they're gone. <laughs> Damn it. Because everything sells as fast as hotcakes. Yeah. We know it's gone like that. Selling like hotcakes. God. That, that had to come from somewhere. Like, mad Ew, as a uh, hatter. Remember the expression, mad yeah. as a hatter? Uh, people who sold and uh, um, adjusted and sized hats used a lot of mercury in their solutions mm -hmm. and they would eventually they would over the time absorb the mercury into their system and go insane yeah so, so that's the anybody expression mad as mad a hatter, hatter yep. yeah and that's where the uh, uh, mad hatter character comes from the batman yeah. Yeah. Yep. And uh, was it uh, Alice in Wonderland? Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. They used to have a regular character like that, mm -hmm. but now they don't put Mercury in the hats, so yeah. people don't go insane on them. Isn't that funny? Naming a character after uh, a disease that they had gotten from environmental exposure. Yeah. It's like calling someone Cancer Boy. It's just wrong. <laughs> you know, mad as a hatter. Well, he couldn't help it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As a matter of fact, you know, we're talking about terms. I looked up fiddlesticks, and oh, it's so boring I never covered it. Oh, okay. Okay, fiddlesticks was, um, it, it literally, as it sounds, you're talking about violin sticks, violin bows. Violin bows. And it, all it was to uh, present irony of a situation, oh, fiddlesticks. And that's all it was. There's nothing yeah. entail, uh, so, something that happened or a reference yeah. in time or nothing. I've, I've heard the expression, uh, shoot a monkey. Yeah. And it's the same thing. It's like you're not actually going to go out into the jungle and find a rhesus monkey and shoot it. It's just an expression that doesn't yeah. really mean anything. It's yeah, just it's easy just, to say. It's trying to illustrate absurd or something, yeah. you know. So, yeah, I was pretty fucking bored with that. And I'm like, yeah, I crumpled it up and threw it away. I'm like, yeah. I'm not doing That's that. That's disappointing, I'm, man. Yeah, it is. I'll go into Sam Hain or something. Yeah. I don't know. So, or uh, what was the other? Judas Priest. No, I think Sam we Hill. Was Sam Hill one. was another one. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll find another one that I want to cover, but that one was so boring, I just pitched it. So. Tarnation. And then finally, mm. I love this one. Why do we put suits in a garment bag and garments in a suitcase? Garment bags in a suitcase. <laughs> wow. That's an excellent point. It's like we drive on a parkway and park in the driveway. You know, it just doesn't make sense. It's like we're trying to be contrary. I love that one, actually. I, I thought that was really good. Yeah. It's like, well. Garments in a suitcase and suits in a garment bag. Yeah. It's like we're... <laughs> yeah. It's like, what? Yeah, and if you put a suit in a suitcase, it's going to ruin it. You're going to yeah. have to get impressed when you get there. Yep. 
that is funny as hell. It is. No wonder people can't learn English. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah, they're like, it's too hard. Everything means everything and means nothing. We're at two hours and 40. Okay. Hello, this is Satan. You might know me from my pet name, Inflation. I'm here to tell you that there's no better way to relax than listen to two douchebags in microphone by a nice warm fire at night. I sit there and I reflect on all the souls I burned that day. Enjoy. Our constant pursuit for a real knee slapper. It's strange insults from an alien. Real hilarity. You are just like a cloud. It's a beautiful day when you disappear. Alright. Let's, uh... Oh, two douchebags and a microphone. I'm Mark. I'm Topher. Alright. Welcome back. We're at the uh, city market again, which we love to come to. Yeah. Good vibe here. The Chiefs have still won the Super Bowl last night. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've just I've just learned uh, looking at my phone that Philly fan is still crying. And yeah, the streets yep. are flooding. Yep, yep. yep. And also, <laughs> just northeasterner in general is all a flutter because they don't have their golden boy. Yeah. And we do. Yeah. There's yep. no Tom Brady anymore to hold up and say, "Well, we have to." Well, no, we don't have Tom Brady. No, no, <laughs> no. no. Yep. Besides that, he deserted you anyhow. They replayed that meme this morning where uh, Joe Burrow was quoted as saying. Right now, the Chargers and the Bills are our biggest threat coming out of the AFC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, none of the three of you sniffed the Super Bowl, did you? Nope. <laughs> I know. It's um, so funny. It is And so now nice. all of a sudden, Josh Allen is not the golden boy. I don't hear shit about Josh Allen no, anymore. No, After they're his done performance with him. In, the, in the playoffs, I mean, that, that will kill a quarterback's career is fading in the playoffs. Because you're useless. I mean, the yeah. regular season is to get to the playoffs and make a run. But a quarterback who constantly, consistently fades in the playoffs, they'll dump his ass. Regular season wins are just for teams that need, need to make money. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Interesting. Well, I, uh, I saw another thing about Southwest Airlines this morning. I know both of us have been customers of Southwest, and I don't think either of us are going to be again. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, this was two days ago. Um, today is the 13th, and, and this was on uh, February 11th. The Southwest Airlines CEO was testifying before Congress and still blaming the weather for their big fiasco during the holidays. Despite the fact that there really wasn't that much significant weather and the fact that all other airlines managed just fine, and Southwest was the only one that crashed and burned figuratively. Uh-huh. Um, but they're continuing to blame weather for their holiday season fuck-up instead of the fact that they just refuse to invest in proper technology to run their airline. Well, I think it's no big secret. I think anybody that's been paying attention knows what it is. Mm. And for him to go about that like he is is just ridiculous. Yeah. Because people know it's not the weather. The cat's out of the bag. You yeah. guys have been grabbing profits for so long and not investing it in your company. And that, that's, that shows how out of touch that CEO is, that he has no clue 
that he's busted and nobody believes him. Well, he thinks old, he can still sell it. The old one left. I'm not sure if he got fired or resigned or, yeah. or, or uh, retired or whatever. But this new guy isn't doing themselves any favors by mm. continually to lie about it. Yeah. He needs to come clean and go, look, the guy before me really screwed up, mm-hmm. and we're trying to straighten it out. Kind of like a president will do if they come in and go, well, it's going to take a while to undo those policies that happened when I, you know, before I came here. Yeah. It's just, yeah. it's a mess now. And that's such a standard excuse. Well, it was like this when I got here. I yeah. need time to clean it up. You know what? I mean, if I was the, if I was his boss, I, he'd get fired on that. It'd be like, mm-hmm. wait a minute. No, no, no. No. What you got to do is you got to tell me what you're going to do to fix it. Don't blame it on something else like no. it wasn't our fault. You when know? you take the job, take ownership of the situation, everything's in exactly. and say, it's my you know, problem now. It's yeah. not anyone else's. And I'm not blaming gonna, anybody else. It's my problem now. He would have done himself yeah. a lot of favor if he would have just been like, you know what? This is our fault, solely our fault, and this is my job to fix it, and it will be fixed. I'm sure he's got a golden parachute. You know, if he if he oh, continues to screw him, up yeah, and they fire he him, care. he'll his his retirement package will be more than any hundred Southwest Airlines employees make in their entire lifetimes. Mm-hmm. He'll you know he he since he's got the job, he's in a position now where if he keeps the job, he gets tons of money. If he intentionally fucks up and gets himself fired, he still gets tons of money. Yeah. He can't lose. Yeah. So, so how are you going to get productivity out of that? Yeah. Why would he care? And guess what? All those millions of dollars he's getting, we pay it in the form of higher airfares. Yes. So and airfares are fucking ridiculous right yeah. now. Yeah. See, for the most part, I just don't fly. Yeah. You know, I don't enjoy it because of the conditions on the boat, the aircraft. And I know I could upgrade to first class, but that is way too much money for what I get. I would rather drive than pay that much for first class. It's just not worth it to me. Makes sense to me. And so if if air travel is unpleasant anyway, then I avoid as much as possible. But when I do fly, I want it to be as good as I can get for a decent price. And Air Southwest isn't going to be that anymore. Not to mention the manipulation of how they made you do that through their actions. Yeah. Now, that's the thing that bothers me is is they do these certain things to make you do certain things, but they act like it's your choice. Yeah, yeah, they intentionally make it uncomfortably crowded and ugly in coach or economy or whatever to make it more likely that you'll upgrade. Yeah, they want it to be very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So, And in fact, a lot of airlines, they're, they're going to be taking away the reclining seat. They're going to be... In new airliners aren't having aren't coming with reclining seats at all, and the ones that are in existence, they're they're retroact they're retrofitting something that locks that seat in the upright position. Yeah, that, and that's because people got tired of someone basically being on their lap. Uh huh. And it screws up your eating tray. Everything. And it's just another thing for the airline to maintain. Yeah. So yeah, reclining seats are going away. The so you're going to be sitting stock upright for how many hours? The only way flight? reclining no. seats work is if you have enough space for them to work. Full recliner, put your feet up too. Yeah. And there's no way they're giving you that much room unless no. you pay like two, three grand a person. Yeah. So, yeah, air travel just really isn't for me anymore. It was fun for a while, but 
it's at the point now where I could pay enough to make it comfortable, but that I don't want to pay that much. I'd rather Safe either stay home or drive. So I, airlines have really I nothing would, I'm interested in. I would do that, but I don't have enough time, usually vacation. I've uh, got to get the there in See, three I'm retired, hours. I yeah. Drive. <laughs> yeah. If I was retired, I would entertain driving, but right yeah. now, as it stands, three hours beats like two days. Because yeah. I would have to have that extra on vacation time, so I kind of got to. And there's always like, you know, I got a you know, family emergency, I need to fly there right now. Well, yeah, they're, so, they're, yeah you, you have know, to do you that. You pay whatever and you fly, whatever. But, you know, they, they did away with meals and they're they're cutting way back on any kind of beverage you can get. And they're making the meals, it as uncomfortable uh, and ugly as possible. They the don't meals need on to. first class aren't that good anyhow because no. uh, a couple of years ago we had to fly, this is my old job, mm-hmm. I had to fly from Delaware to um, uh, Stanford, Florida. Well, actually, Orlando. Mm-hmm. And Stanford is a suburb there. Yeah. And we're doing the college there. We're putting in glass and stuff like that in the college. And uh, anyhow, the only thing left, because this was a sudden job that came up. Mm-hmm. The guy that was doing it, the outside installer, couldn't get to it. And uh, so we had to do it. So they had to make the reservations like the night before literally the night before the plane was leaving in the morning mm-hmm. so they call us up and go hey man we need you guys in Orlando tomorrow and we're like yeah okay so the only thing that was left was first seat first class very expensive yeah so I was going to take advantage of this great food turkey <laughs> sandwiches <laughs> God. and then I got I felt like a complete asshole because the line was coming through and the lady said, would you like something to drink? And I said, yes. I didn't realize she was going to stop the line to get my drink. Oh, my God. I'm like sitting over there and everyone's glaring at me like fucking overprivileged asshole. Wow. That, that's a miscalculation because they want to make you feel really good about being in that seat instead of self-conscious. Yeah. Well, here's another thing, too. I could not believe she'd done that. And the guys with Brian's giving me a look like, fucking asshole. And, and here's another thing that probably really freaked people out is I had my work clothes on. I had my work boots on <laughs> and, because we had to go straight to the job. They're like, who's this guy? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, you know, I had the yellow reflective shirt on and all that stuff and the boots and the jeans and, and all that stuff. And they're, you, you could tell they're like, what the fuck? That guy win a prize suddenly? <laughs> well, let's see. You should see what every every rap name now has Lil in front of it. That's yeah. kind of so you could just say, well, I'm Lil Mark. Lil Mark. <laughs> this, is what, this is my gimmick. I dress like yep. a construction worker. Yep. <laughs> so anyhow, yeah, I'm sitting there going, oops. Didn't know she was going to do that. Mm. So, and yeah, oh, yeah, everyone's glaring at me and I could almost hear... What a fucking asshole <laughs> under their breath. So anyhow. There is a, a blurb the other day about Machine Gun Kelly. I guess it was one of his recent albums. He he released the list of the features on his album. You know, they he can't just put out a, a whole album of songs. It's gotta be, you know, this song featuring Dr. Gray. This song featuring Eminem and Snoop Nut or you know, whatever. Snoop you know. Nut. <laughs> you know it's like he can't do a song by himself. It's got to be, you know, everything Snoop is bag, featuring. Like douchebag, only Snoop Bag. There you go. Yeah. But he was like, here's the list of features on my next album. It's like, you really? So you're telling us everybody who's on your album besides you? Why don't I just go buy their album? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay, thanks. I know who to go get yeah. now. Yeah. 
But isn't it interesting that it's become commonplace that an artist can't carry a whole album by themselves? They have to bring in a whole group of other people or they can't sell it. True. That, that really kind of tells the state of that type of music. It, none of it stands on its own. You've got you've to coattail on the reputation of a bunch of other people to sell your album. That's sad. That's because they're writing shitty music. But <laughs> it is. Yep. And they have to prop each other up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I heard a new thing about Meta. Oh, yeah? Um, <laughs> there's uh, uh, another employee speaking out. Um, 2023, Zuckerberg has declared is the year of efficiency for Meta. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, you want to talk? No, I'm sorry. i got to go to work. All right. Uh, okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> he had Chiefs gear on. It was yep. going to be fun. Um, so the, the year of efficiency for Zuckerberg, uh, he says we're a month and a half into the year of efficiency, and what we've seen is more budget cuts and another big round of layoffs coming around. And this guy said, as far as work getting done, absolutely zero. Not a single thing has been done since the first of the year to fix or improve or work on anything. Nothing's been done. People are being paid to sit around and do nothing all day. That's, that's Zuckerberg's year of efficiency. So the metaverse thing with your head, Briar headset, they haven't done a thing to it. They're not even working on it. They don't even have plans to work on it. He's just putting out press releases. Our year of efficiency. But the next thing you're going to hear, budget cuts and layoffs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't wait to hear that. Oh, yes. This this whole meta thing. I mean, everybody who's who's been working there, currently working there, even like the ex-girlfriend of Zuckerberg is saying... There's no way he can do this. He is so far out of his depth. He doesn't even understand most of the concept of what has to be done to make this work. He doesn't get it. He doesn't understand. But he's overseeing and making decisions when he doesn't even know what he's doing. Yeah. Uh, If you have stock in Facebook, Metaverse, whatever, get out. Get out, get out, get out. (laughs) I love it. I can't wait to see Zuckerberg become some homeless creep begging for change <laughs> in front excellent. of a Walmart. Yeah. Uh, I find it interesting that Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg have got themselves in a, um, um, internet trouble, you know, financially because yeah, of some a little bad minor news. shitstorm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. It just goes to show you someone can have a good idea land in their lap mm-hmm. and kind of luck out with a little bit of help, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, all of a sudden they're trying to make their own money, and they fail. I, I heard it described as, uh, I forget what movie it was, but somebody said, you know, someone could drop the golden goose in that sucker's lap, and he'd try to fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. That's yeah. a good one. <laughs> That kind of gives you the idea. Yeah, it of, does. You know, the attitude of these people. <laughs> uh, I got to remember that one. Yeah, golden goose. And here's another interesting point. We were talking about the possibility of you know aliens out there spying on us, looking on us. Okay, who is in charge of going into space right now? The government and rich people, billionaires. 
Yeah. People like us, we're frozen out. If there's money to made, advantages to be taken, they're going to be the first ones on the scene. Exactly. Not gonna, yeah. We're going to be shut right out, and we're going to be paying. For they're it. already scouting that we're gonna shit. We're going to have to start buying it, you know, yeah. from them. So. Yep. I mean, it's a business. It's a business investment. These billionaires aren't just inventing space travel for the fun of it. They know there's no. money to be made. They know, there. Yeah. They're not just doing it just to see what's there. No. They're actually figuring out their next 20 years and what they're going to do right now. Yeah. Imagine the mining rights to the asteroid belt beyond Mars. No shit. That would be in the hundreds of trillions of dollars. I would at bet least. that's being worked out right now. When yeah. they do get there, they already have like yeah. a kind of a thing. Like, here's the system we're uh-huh. going to use. Here's our yeah. And doesn't matter that we can't do it now. If we can do it any time in the next 50 years, someone's going to lock it up and get investors. Yeah. And then start getting trademarks and patents. And Oh, yeah. Yep. There are people who think way farther beyond than our lifetimes. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, while all of the rest of us are encouraged to think no farther than our next um, on-demand entertainment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. That's where the... The balance of power is, I think, right now is we're easily distracted. They've got their eye on their prize. Yeah, they do. Yeah. And they distract us with little shit that they throw out here and there, and they know it. And then they make us work for what they want. We, they make us pay for what they want. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. We're being farmed. Yes, There's we no are. doubt about it. <laughs> Billionaires are farming us. Yep. That would be a good t-shirt, wouldn't it? Yeah, billionaires we're, we're being are bu- farming us. Yeah. There was a guy the other day I he said that currently there are 528 billionaires being housed in the United States. I like the term being housed. Being housed. <laughs> like they're you know, poor disadvantaged, but just in America, 528 billionaires. I believe it. That's money hoarding. It's a sickness. They don't need that. <laughs> Imagine if a rich person decided to buy all of the internet available and crowded all the rest of us out. Yeah. Well, he's got the money, and it's legal. Why shouldn't he be out uh, to do it? You're right. Yeah. yeah. And the rest of us be bitching, and suddenly socialism starts looking a little more attractive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you should have been allowed to. Well, then yeah. you're talking about something else. If you if you like capitalism, then you got to go along with the richest person <clears throat> buying up what everybody else wants. It's true. Yeah. It's going to happen. Yeah, it's going to happen, and it has happened. And it will continue to happen. It just depends on how you look at what's going on. Oh, another feather. Well, let's go into something more positive. Okay. Uh, fascinating story I heard about Alzheimer's and memory. Okay. And the way memories are stored and retrieved. Mm-hmm. Um, this was a case of a woman in her 80s who was born in Ireland and spent like the first year and a half or so, two years of her life in Ireland and then her parents died and she came to the United States and lived with an aunt. And her conscious memories, all of her conscious memories were of you know, her life in the United States. She didn't remember anything about Ireland. Oh wow, okay. But late in life she, she developed Alzheimer's and you know she started losing memory, losing the ability to make memories. But a weird thing is it started unearthing really, really old memories. And this woman told her doctors, I keep hearing a song in my head in a woman's voice, and I don't even know the song. I don't really even know what the words mean. 
but she was able to reproduce it for her, for her doctor. She was able to sing it and kind of figure out the words. And the doctor looked, you know, looked that up on the internet and found it was a lullaby that was popular in Ireland about the time this woman was a little tiny baby. So he said what made sense is she's remembering her birth mother singing it to her when she was a baby. Because that's the only time she ever heard it. And she said, you know, it's, it's a, a woman's voice and I don't recognize the voice. But when she was like a, a year or so old, six months old, she was hearing that and remembering it. Wow. And that memory stayed with her intact until she was in her 80s and her brain was crumbling from Alzheimer's and then the memory popped up again. And it was a perfectly clear memory. And when the doctor told her, that's your mother's voice singing you a lullaby. And the woman just wept. Wow. It was just so so wonderful for her. But the extremes it took to dig that memory out of her brain. Okay, yeah, I can kind of relate to that. Mm. And here's why. When I was much younger, a teenager, and I needed a job for a little while, and I went to this dietary dietitian aid spot uh-huh. at a nursing home, mm-hmm. and it was in the Alzheimer's unit. Uh-huh. And there, I see, I seen all these uh, dietary aides and dietitians fighting with Alzheimer's patients, going, "No, there's nobody over there. No, mm. just stop." I went along with it. There's this lady that wanted me to buck the hay before the storm came in. Oh, yeah. So what did I do? I went and I bucked the hay. I know what that means, too. Yeah, yeah. Well, I do, too. And I'm like, of course, of course, I'm doing that right now. She'd walk off happy. Yeah. Yeah, I got the young one to to buck the hay, and the hay's going to come in before the storm, and it's not going to be ruined. She was happy. You know, These other people go, there ain't no hay, yo, fool. I've heard mental health professionals saying that if a person has a delusion or a psychosis or like schizophrenia it's not good to play into their delusions but if it's somebody because you know you want them to get better but here's a person who's never getting better yeah and you might as well to me i felt like like this you know you know she wanted me to buck the hay but she wasn't cognizant enough to know that we weren't in in her number one she wasn't like 18 or 17 or whatever, and we weren't on the prairie like she was. You yeah. know, this is quite a few years ago. Yeah. This is probably 30 years ago. So she grew up in the prairie times, you know, mm-hmm. and she was out there on a farm in Kansas probably, and big storm rolling in, and they needed mm-hmm. to get the hay in so it wouldn't be ruined. Yeah. So she was so adamant about it. You know, every time she seen me, you got to go get the hay in, the storm's coming in. Mm-hmm. So every time I did. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, okay, sure, I'll do it. I'll go do it. I'm reminded of a guy who was talking somebody down from a bad LSD trip. And uh, this woman had taken a lot of LSD and she, she thought that someone had stolen her teeth. She said, that big giant rabbit stole my teeth and he won't give them back. Well, that's a hell of a trip. And, you know, the guy who she was accusing of being a rabbit was saying, I don't have your teeth and I'm not a rabbit. Which, of course, she wouldn't believe. But someone else said... You know, she said, He's, that rabbit stole my teeth and he won't give them back. And what the other guy said was, well, of course he did. He stole your teeth, but you know what he's done? He's put them back and they're twice as nice as they were before. Go ahead and feel your mouth. You can feel that they've been put back. And because he believed her that her teeth had been stolen, she believed him that I they'd been put that. back. I love that. Mm-hmm. That's a great So she way. stuck her fingers in her mouth. He's like, oh, there are my teeth. But oh, if you had told her before, no, I didn't stick your fingers in your mouth, she would have felt bloody gums because that's what convinced what she, she was convinced that's what she would feel. Wow. 
but the guy said, I believe you, but the problem's already been fixed. Go ahead and check. Yeah. <laughs> so, and she started calming down. and That's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, it's the non-confrontational way. Yeah. Well, it worked for me. I know that. go. We're the douchebags. Hmm. Oh my god, someone took a dump in the corner. Oh jeez. Ugh, glad they're gone. Let's just hope they don't come back. Oh, man, that smells. 